Welcome to KaneCast, the Kane Anderson Rudnick podcast series. I'm Steve Regali, Executive Managing Director at CAR. With me today is Todd Bailey. Todd is a Portfolio Manager and Senior Research Analyst at CAR. Todd has been with the firm for 21 years, and he has over 24 years of research experience. Todd and I will be discussing one of the strategies that Todd co-manages with John Christensen, the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Sustainable Growth Portfolio. So Todd, let's start the discussion by having you provide the key elements to your investment approach on this portfolio. Also, how do you view that you are different from other managers in your approach? Sure. Thank you, Steve. I think there's a few important elements to our approach that make us quite different from our peers and are important to understanding how we provide investment returns and results to our clients. First of all, we're trying to find and invest in businesses that have tremendous longevity to them and an ability to be financially prosperous for an extended period of time. And so we're not, for example, looking to find companies that are growing the fastest this year or next year or have the biggest total addressable market in front of them or the most disruptive technology. We really are trying to find businesses that have a unique attribute to them that allows them to defend their competitive position for a long period of time. So these could be things like a scale advantage in their market that gives them a lower operating cost or maybe a very powerful brand that they have with their customer that's been built up over many years. Um, But whatever the case is, it can come in different formats, but the key is something that has some durability to it and and can last for many, many years. Um, If we can find those businesses, we try to invest in them, do a lot of research around them in the beginning to understand those companies and the industry and the competitive landscape. The other element that I would add that is important to what we do is we bring a, we try to bring a a business ownership mindset to, to our approach. And as opposed to a more tactical or stock market oriented one. So what that means is our portfolio will typically be more concentrated or focused than our peers. So usually we'll own around 30 stocks. Um, about half of our portfolio today is in our top 10 holdings, for example. And that's very different from our peers that, that usually own a much more broadly, in my opinion, overly diversified portfolio. And also we have much lower turnover. So we do really want to, to be owners in, in the very best businesses we can find. Our turnover over the past three years has averaged 18%, and that compares to small cap growth group of about 60% turnover. So our turnover is less than a third that of our peers. And so that, again, speaks to our effort to really try to find businesses that we can, that we think can remain prosperous for for a long time. And, And those will drive our portfolio results. The last thing I'll add to this is that I think it is a time tested approach. We've been managing this portfolio since 1998. So we've got over 25 year record and throughout that time period while the core while the core philosophy has remained true we do try to improve our investment approach but i think the fact is that that this philosophy has proven to be successful over time how about we talk a little bit about the historical risk return profile on the strategy and what expectations should a client have on how this strategy will perform during different market environments Good question. 
I think the key thing to remember here is that, um, again, we're trying to let the business, the businesses that we own, their financial results drive the investment results of, of the portfolio. So if you look at, for example, the profitability of, of the businesses that we own, it averages usually around 20%. Uh, that's compared to about 6% for our benchmark. And that carries certain consequences, one of which is that over time, the businesses should be able to gain market share within their, their industries and can sustain a higher pace of earnings growth. So that helps us achieve a higher annualized rate of return. At the same time, they, they, their financial profitability means that they're less risky um, inherently. And so while achieving a higher rate of return over time, we do so with a, a less risky or less volatile path. And that sounds great, of course, the combination of, of higher return and less risk. But the trade-off, of course, is, is we do have tracking error. And that tracking error is a result of our portfolio being very different than the benchmark. In my view, it's different in a much better way uh, in terms of having less risk but that does mean that there will be times when we're out of step with the market over any short period of time. So, Todd, given the historical risk-return profile on the strategy, can you discuss the more recent performance of the strategy, say, over the last three years? It's truly been an unusual period in the equity markets. I think the kind of unusual environment that we've been in over the past three years with the pandemic has skewed what would otherwise, I think, be a, our typical pattern. So, for example, in if we look back to 2020, the year of, of the onset of the pandemic, the market came down quite considerably, and we did hold up a lot better in that downturn. So that was very consistent with what we would expect. As the market rebounded quite dramatically through the rest of that year, particularly in the fourth quarter, we did trail in that in that environment. That was a pretty speculative higher risk appetite type of market. And in that environment, we will uh, typically have a relative performance headwind, no doubt about it. But when we put all those quarters together in that calendar year, we did come out ahead um, on a full year basis. But we also had some outperformance in areas that I think were unique to that pandemic. And so we kind of had some pull forward in terms of return. And on the other side of that, I think we had some uh, unusually significant correction in 2022 as the economy reopened and some of those stocks that had benefited prior uh, gave back some of their gains. So I'll give you a one quick example. We own a business, Fox Factory, which had been grow a very profitable company, had been growing in, in the mid-teens kind of pace prior to, to the pandemic. Fox Factory sells, they have a very significant and powerful brand with their with their user base, but they sell suspension products for off-road vehicles. And their sales went from a mid-teens pace up to over 40% in, in 2021. Um, and the stock, and so they did quite well in the pandemic as people sought to get outdoors and, and they bought a lot of ATVs and things like that. And so so the benef the company benefited a lot during that period. The stock was up in 2020, up in 2021. And so the point is, is that business benefited and the stock benefited because of that unique environment. 
and then it gave up some of those gains. The stock was down in 2022, but the business is still growing. It's not growing as fast as it was. So that experience for that one individual stock, I think, highlights to some degree the unusual experience that we ex- we had where we performed well in a very significant up market in 2020 and then gave back some of those gains and underperformed in a down market in, in 2022. Thanks, Todd. So let's uh, discuss the current environment for your portfolio. As we all know, 2022 was a difficult period for equities generally. Are you finding opportunities in this environment? Yes, I would make the general comment first that I think while we did have a correction in the market, and specifically small cap growth asset class in 2022, I think that it's still a time to be choosy and and valuations are, while more attractive than they were, say, 18 months ago, are not widespread bargains in the marketplace. So, So we're still being cautious and careful with with respect to what we pay for our investments. But we, we are finding opportunities, and I think that's the benefit of, of being a small cap investor is there's just lots of unique individual situations, and, and we are certainly doing that. I think one example I might mention is a company called Encino, which is a software business that sells uh, loan origination software to financial institutions. It has a very clear um, lead and dominant position in that market. Um, exceptional reputation. We've done a lot of research around uh, their customer base and their reputation in the marketplace, and, and it is very good. Uh, and there's a lot of opportunity for them to expand their business, given there's a lot of legacy software that needs to be and eventually, in our view, will be replaced over time. Uh, so that's a business that's has a very good competitive position and a very long runway in front of it, in our view. But the stock has suffered in the recent financial turmoil with respect to regional banks. So it has, um, and also over the past 12 to 18 months, as growth stocks have corrected as well in the interest rate increase environment. So we think it's a much better priced business today, and I think their competitive position is remains exceptional. And so that's that's one business and investment that, that I'm pretty optimistic about from here. So Todd, let's close this podcast with this question. What are your views or expectations for the small cap growth asset class? Is this a good time to invest? Well, what I would say to that question, is, first of all, is that the way we manage the portfolio and, and our investment approach is really bottom-up driven. And 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 we, we try to avoid timing our stock uh, investments and transactions. So, so I don't have a, a strong opinion on which way, for example, the, the small cap market is going to go over the, over the short term. Uh, but I will say that I think, I think the asset class in general, I think valuation is an important consideration to have in answering and thinking about your question. And, and in that sense, I think that broadly speaking, valuations are, again, more attractive than they were, say, one to two years ago, but still historically speaking, um, are, are not not a great bargain. In terms of our portfolio, the, the one thing that I want to add and that I feel very strongly about is that we do have an advantage 
to the benchmark in terms of our portfolio's ability to generate investment returns. And, and that is validated and I think evident in the, the financial metrics of the, of the companies that we own compared to the average. And so on that basis, I feel very good that our ability to add relative value above the benchmark over time remains very much intact. Todd, thank you for your comments on the Kane Anderson Rudnick small cap growth strategy that you manage. On behalf of Kane Anderson Rudnick, thank you for listening to this podcast. We look forward to sharing additional insights with you on future podcasts. Thank you. You have just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.